Hey, good afternoon. Happy Wednesday. Hopefully you weren't outside like the mayor was. It is uh, raining cats and dogs out there, <laughs> literally, and actually hailing at City Hall. So uh, uh, wild weather, and it's still muggy out there. So uh, my understanding is there's a potential for some severe thunderstorms uh, overnight. Um, uh, so if you're out and about, watch out for that. Um, so uh, today we, we're going to we're going to catch up quickly with the coronavirus. The news is good. Um, thank God, things are improving still. Um, and then I'm going to do a little thing on the website, and then I'm going to spend the majority of the program talking to my good friends from the Nevins Library, <laughs> who I love to have coming. They're going to talk about their summer programs, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, May is coming at four o'clock tomorrow. Tomorrow. Get yeah. a new library card. It's a big day, big day. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it. So, um, so uh, lots of questions, hopefully. Um, and, um, you know, we'll answer any question that you send in. I do want to explain one thing. Um, so I'm going to be, uh, look at my phone ringing. Uh, yeah, that's how you know I'm not buffaloing you. The phone just rang right in the middle of the show, right, ladies? <laughs> that's what happens. That's not live TV. Um, so, uh, you know, sometimes it may appear like I'm ignoring questions that come in. I want to be honest. If I have you blocked or you're not a friend of mine, I don't see them on the thread. Um, so you need to be aware of that. So my understanding is somebody asked last week about 15 times, um, what was the police chief's salary? And I want to start the program by saying uh, I can't see that because that individual uh, is blocked. Um, and uh, so I didn't see the question. Until after the program, I, I saw uh, Cobalt's Cafe responding to somebody who wasn't there on my uh, phone. So um, the police chief salary for the new police chief is not a mystery. It's in the FY22 budget that's been approved by city council. It's on the job posting. This is all public information. So I think one of the things that I, I want to leave you with today is, um, you know, I'm a year and a half in. Uh, We've we got to stop the second guessing. There's no secret sauce. There is not stuff being done behind the curtain to fool you. And I, I brought the website to kind of walk through some of the stuff to show you that that's the reality of the situation, right? There, anything you want to know about how the city operates and what we're spending, you can ascertain by going to the city website. Um, and, and, and that's been going on for quite some time. And maybe we, you know, maybe the fault is mine. We haven't done a good enough job explaining that to you. Uh, so we'll we'll do a little bit of that today. But I don't want to take in, um, a lot of time away from the, the <coughs> folks from the library because uh, they got the good content and I got the bad content. <laughs> so if we could, uh, ladies, if we go to the COVID charts to start. Um, so you can see where uh, the cases are up slightly. We were five last week to nine, but um, as I would tell you. Um, way back in December, I'll take nine any day of the week, right? It just means it's still lingering here, and it's more reason to talk about the vaccinations. Now, let me just say, you know, candidly, I understand this is America. We're not going to force everybody to get vaccinated. I don't see that happening. Um, but, but I'll repeat for you something I've said half a dozen times until you get sick of hearing it. Everybody I love, I've convinced them to get vaccinated. The members of my family that I hold dearest, um, my children, my brother, uh, I've told them, get vaccinated. And they're vaccinated, right? And I'm vaccinated myself. I'm a 63-year-old male with some health issues. Um, you know, it's not worth the risk. So if you're on the fence, uh, talk to somebody about it. Call our city hall. Talk to our fabulous nurse, Nancy Zabo, who's joined us several months ago. She does a heck of a job. And she can talk it. And, and it won't be browbeating. 
um, you know, you must get it. I, I don't see that happening, right? You're not going to need a passport to get in and out of Methuen. So, so nine new cases. Next chart, please, if we could. Uh, so it's the good. We're still in the gray. And if you remember what I said last week, I guess, you know, uh, this is new for the mayor. Uh, gray is better than green. Only in Massachusetts is that the <laughs> truth, right? You went from red oh, to yellow to green. Uh, you know, my 40 years at Raytheon, they taught me red, yellow, green. Green's the best. Hmm? Nope. <laughs> in the Commonwealth, gray is better, right, Krista? Weird. Right, yeah. Uh, but we're in the gray, right? Um, it reminds me of a Liam Neeson movie. We're in the gray. So uh, I'm going to repeat, because a lot of people don't seem to understand. Um, FY21 finished last week. Thank you to Krista. Thank you to all the department heads in the city. Uh, we will be $2 million to the good. And I want to pause here and say, help you understand that uh, in 2021, in FY21, excuse me, uh, the city of Methuen received $4.1 million less in revenues from the state than we received the year before. Don't believe me. That's a fact. Go check it. And we still ended the year, we're going to end, and that little squiggly means approximately. And I say that because I don't have the final numbers. They'll come out around the 15th of the month. Um, kudos to the CAFO. Kudos to all the department heads. They're working hard, wrapping up all the numbers. There's lots of things to consider. But uh, we will be in the black, and that's what you want us to be, right? So the second year in a row, and I'm going to come back to that and say, last year we added $2.8 million of free cash, and this year... You know, you're going to give it kind of one of these thumb things from the mayor saying um, almost $2 million to the good. That means we've added almost $5 million to free cash. We're still not where we should be from the state's perspective, but we are building financial solvency in the city, and that's important. So when you hear people saying, hey, this mayor is misappropriating this and he's doing that, resist the urge. Rumors are rumors. Um, the facts are the facts, right? We know how to budget. And so you want to criticize this mayor, criticize. I'm okay with that. Um, when it comes to budgeting, you know, I'll take anybody on, right? We've proven that we know what we're doing when it comes to budgeting. And so to that, I'm going to talk a little bit before we go to my fabulous friends from the library about understanding financial transparency. I would suggest that if you're an adult watching this program, transparency is one of those words we should turn into a drinking game at the city council. <laughs> Every time you hear the word transparency, you should chug, right? <laughs> Only iced tea, though, Krista. I was going to say, right? I, I, yeah. I don't know if I should I'm do that. trying to keep the PG-13 because <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure we get in tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so that's important. Um, uh, because uh, I'm going to show you some stuff, and this is not this wasn't doctored up today. This, this stuff has been out there all the time. So uh, sometimes I just sit there and I'm uh, maybe I'm not descriptive enough, and maybe you know somebody said, "Oh, the mayor was rude last night." I, I don't think I was, but um, open to feedback. Uh, the Gill Avenue splash par pad is open. Thank God. Perfect day for it. Hot and steamy out there. Yeah. So if you you're nearby, use the splash pad at the. Uh, the Gill Avenue, if you came across city when the mayor did, you could have had a splash pad anywhere um, <laughs> because it was raining and hailing as we were yeah. coming across the city there. And then last but not least, we got the fireworks. I hope you're going to get out and see the fireworks. Um, uh, my fingers are crossed. The weather looks good right now. It looks like upper 70s and clear, um, and that's what we want. Uh, it, was, it was disappointing to have to postpone it because of the rain last week, but... Uh, 
I think we can all agree that Saturday night, July 5th, was one miserable, crummy, rainy night. It was. Right? Um, and, and I feel bad for, you know, a lot of people who went on vacation. Uh, Memorial Day, if you remember, was like in the 50s and rainy and cold. And then July 3rd and 4th, cold and rainy. Um, so we need a pickup, and I'm looking forward to celebrating with all of you at the Loop. 6 o'clock, we've got food trucks, we've got bands, we've got, um, you know, fireworks, of course. And we've got all the Loop businesses, and the mayor will be walking around giving out $500 worth of movie tickets. The city didn't pay for them, so don't worry, all you negative Nancys out there, right? The mayor paid for them. We're going to give out $500 worth of tickets, uh, free tickets to the movies, uh, just to any young folk walking around, right? So, and that's our way of saying thank you to AMC Theaters at the Loop uh, for raining in on their July 10th. But please, remember, um, why are at the Loop? You know, partake of our Loop sponsors, our businesses there. They've suffered during the pandemic, too, so we want to show them that they're still part of our city. Okay, next chart. Still in the gray. You can see by my giant. Now, uh, one of the things, this comes from the, um, the Globe and the state website, um, and they're only updating it every two weeks now, just so you know. So this may look familiar, like last week's chart, but it, it, you see at the top, I think it says through June 19th. Um, but we're still in the gray, uh, and that's the good news. Next chart. Um, men and women. Uh, the, the bad news is the men are gaining on the women. Uh, so we had nine people... Um, COVID positive this past week. Seven were male, two were female. Now that after, when it's that low a number, even the mayor can remember it. So that's a good thing. <laughs> we'll be teaching math at the library next. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next chat. Uh, this is the overall status, and not a lot changed. Up by nine. Um, there were a few in the 19s this this week, um, as you would expect. I think is what people say, right? So I believe, if I remember, four of the nine were in the under 19. Next chart. So this, as if to prove me correct, here's the chart that shows you. Four were in the 19, and three were in the 40 to 49, right? The gold stars go to the 70 plus, and the 50 to 59, and the 20 to 29s. They get the A plus for effort this week, because they all got no new positive cases. Now, I want to uh, point out that when we present these charts, they're a little bit different um, than some of the state numbers we show you. So our director of... Um, Health and Inspectional Services, Felix Zemmel, he includes probable cases. So when you see this number at the bottom of the screen, 8,082, you're going to see it's about 340-plus different from the state number from it, though. And that's a combination of a little bit of timing, but also the fact that Methuen uh, includes the probables. I think we're blessed to have people like Felix and Nancy Zabo who are so on top of this. So next job. Uh, we're still in the gray, as you can see. Red to yellow to green to gray. And we went, uh, we only had the luxury of being in green for one short reporting period, and then we slipped quietly into the gray, and hopefully we'll stay in the gray. Um, and I saw somebody ask a question on Facebook the other night saying, hey, will kids be required to wear masks when they go back to school in September? And the answer is, I definitely hope not, right? Um, one should hope not. Um, but a lot of it depends upon where we are, right? Um, so fingers crossed. Okay, next slide. Uh, our positivity is at an all-time low, best since we've started reporting it, better than last September. We're at 0.36%. The only number better than that is 0, 0.0, right, which was my grade point average in college. So, <laughs> um, so that's a good number. Go ahead. 
And this is, you know, I have a, an obsession with the other two cities that we border. Um, so over the course of the last two weeks, there's no misprint here. Both Lawrence and Havel in the last 14 days had 33 brand new positives. Um, Methuen had six in the last 14 days. That's good news. Now that nine, I should say, some portion of that nine will creep in next week. Right, because the state does not include the probables which Felix and uh, Nancy do. Um, you see there, Methuen, uh, from a state perspective, and this is about a week out of date, um, would be at 76.52, so about 300 off, right? And that's where the probables and the timing comes in. Lawrence has had 20, almost 21,000 positive cases thus far, and Havel's at 83.31. Right, and we like to stay ahead of both of those communities from a uh, a positivity standpoint. Go ahead. So and this is the one that shows you they're both still in the green, and, and so you say, well, why do you show that? I, I show that because we have bordering communities where we have a lot of people going back and forth, including some of us. Even if you just go out for dinner or something, right? Uh, so you need to be mindful of the fact that actually Havel had a higher positivity rate than Lawrence Ormethorn. So this is the first time Havel has been the leader of the pack. Even though 1.35 is a really good number, 1.35% uh, that is, um, and Lawrence is lower than Haverhill, first time in the reporting period that that's happened. Uh, but the best news is Methuen lower than both of them. Right? That's good news, and we want to keep it that way. So wash your hands and sing the birthday song, right? Continue to do that and get vaccinated. Go ahead. All right, and then quickly, wrap it up here. Go to the next chart. This is, I always put that title chart in just to show you. This comes straight from the state to uh, our health department, and he shares it with me. So just quickly, we're now at 52, in the bottom right there, percentage of the community fully vaccinated. We're at 52.3, and you can see that the state is at 60.4. So we're trailing about a little bit more than 8%, right? And the percentage of the community with the first dose right above it, we're at 57.4 against 60, almost 70% for the state, right? So we're trailing a little bit, but um, we're getting there, right? So if you remember last week, we were at 51.2. This week, we're at 52.3 for fully vaccinated. Next chart. And then I think this is the last chart. Again, I, I like to show the demographics around. So we're making, uh, I'm going to keep messaging because we are making some progress on our Hispanic and Lati Latino population. Um, we're up to 26% of our population there versus a state average of 41.4 being fully vaccinated, right? So, um, and, and you take a look, um, you take a look at our uh our black population, we are ahead of the state average. And I can't read it for me. It's, I think it's like we're at 80-something percent against 43 percent for the state. So we're a little bit of a topsy-turvy there, but um, significant. I got a complaint last week that said, hey, people are walking around from the city and trying to take names and uh, info on um, who's vaccinated in a house and who's not. Um, and I want to be So the city is not sending anybody around. Um, are standing as an equity community um, provides some help from the state. So there are folks from the state walking around. I don't think they're trying to take names, and I think what they're trying to do is convince you to get vaccinated, right? And so if you get something other than that and you're feeling offended, let us know, and we'll pass that information along to the state. But uh, that's intended just to kind of give you the you know, lion's share of, uh, you know, 
the real facts on vaccination. All right. So having said that, uh, Carolyn, this went white, so I got to hit the button. Right. We're going to go to the website. I wanted to show you because uh, the comment I made before, it's red. Can you see it on the screen? Because I can't see it. Can you guys see the laptop? Can somebody give me a thumbs up? Ah, there we are. Sorry. The mayor wakes up. You like that, Sarah, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good that the mayor's asleep. All right, so this is the city website. Um, it's not a very pretty website. It's not a very functional website. And shortly, it will be uh, a gone website. So we're in the process. We're very close to replacing it. Uh, but I wanted to show you something. So um, there's a link here on the side for the Financial Transparency Center. But, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, we talk about um, transparency. And so I, I got a heavy hand. If you go to departments, you go to accounting department. I want to take you to the accounting department page. This is the CAFOs page, really. Um, and this, all of this stuff in the beige here, these are all reports. And I'm not sure how many people know it. So people say, ah, we can't see what you're spending. Oh, yes, you can. Um, so, and this was not set up today. I'm not that smart and I'm not that quick. I know it's there. Right. I've seen it. Yeah, you've seen it, right? <laughs> so, um, and somebody might say, well, it's only out till May of this year, Matt. That's correct. Because uh, when we finish the June numbers, July 15th, we'll put June's numbers out there. So nothing's being, you can go into any report and look at uh, any data and a, and so this is literally everybody we paid for anything, right? And, and over here is usually an asset. So you can see um, uh, this SCBA, this is for the fire department to fill their tanks, the air tanks, right? And I just picked that one. I didn't do that one in advance. Um, all One Health Resources Professional Services, that's medical. Uh, so you've got, and, and, and let me just say this. You as a citizen are welcome to ask a question about any of it. Right? That's the nature of being a citizen, right? But, but please, for the love of Mike, please let's stop saying we're not being transparent. Everything is out there for you to look at. Everything. You can see it all. And, and I mean, I'm not trying to be, you know, this, this is just a vendor report. So I'm not going to go through the whole thing because I don't want to eat up all the time that I have for these lovely ladies. But uh, you want to talk, oh, the FY20 city final budget? Here it is. And I want to point out, this is at the level that the council is, so a lot of the discussion that, you know, when we did the meeting that they wanted to cut a specific salary. Um, I, I don't make up these rules. They cut them at this level. You can cut from personal services or other expenses. Those are the two categories, period. When you cut personal services, and I'm going to say this so that everybody understands, so that they... The city council said we're going to cut 19381 from the mayor's personal services, and uh, we, we want you to know that we want to cut from the chief of staff's position. And I respect that they gave me that feedback. The feedback I gave them is how I make the cut is up to the mayor. City council tells me to make the cut. So uh, I reduced the chief of staff salary by 10000 I reduced the mayor's salary by 5000 and I reduced the executive assistant's salary by 4000 because that's my decision to make. Um, so they give me the ground rules, and I apply the ground rules. And I want to make sure people understand that because when the particulars come out um, showing line items, I don't want anybody surprised. So people who think I'm doing this job to line my own pockets, you're wasting your time. 
I didn't take any hazard payment. I didn't take a, a nickel. I cut my own pay to 68000 last year, right? I just cut it uh, this year for another $5,000. I'm not in this job for the money. If you haven't figured that out by now, I'm in this job to move this darn city forward. And the sooner we stop trying to play these political games, the faster we'll be able to move forward, right? Simply, right? All right, so there's... That's the, and you can look, by the way, I got off on a tangent. You can look at every department, right, for both personal services and for other expenses. And then, woo, uh, you can look at, um, let's say you want to look at the monthly financial reports. They're right here. So here's down through May. You can look at, and it literally tells you, uh, I mean, this is what the mayor looks at. So I do, as Krista will tell you, right? You know, every month I sit with you and I say... The mayor looks at everything we spend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he knows it down I, to I, the nickel. I think that was a compliment. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is a very useful report that's up on the screen right now. And I want to tell you, I use it a lot. So this was as of May. At the top here, you can say... Uh, and Lou Moss and the Catholic, they do, it tells them the target after uh, 11 months of the fiscal year was at 90, 91.67%. So you can see where we are against the revenue side is the expense. Both sides are important. Both sides are extremely important because those red numbers are the ones, as Chris would say, that draw the mayor's most attention. He says, well, what's happening here? What are we doing to clear that up? I want to tell you, and again, kudos to Krista and all her counterparts, the department heads, they've done a fantastic job this year, right? And every month when we walk through, I continue to be impressed with how aware they are of what they're doing and what they're spending. And you, the citizens, need to understand that there, there's nothing being swept under the rug. There's no behind-the-scenes, you know, let's sweep some money here. That, that's just not happening. Right, so that is all there for you, the average citizen. I just went through three or four of the, but please do me a favor, don't take my go into you can you can go back and see budgets from before. Like I said, all the vendor reports, uh, bids, annual financial reports are June 2020 information. I'm not sure why that's separated, uh, but our final budget workbook for fiscal year 2021 that. That's the same thing for this fiscal year that just ended, right? So you can use that when we prepare the month in June to show where we finished up, right? So in other words, uh, my eyes aren't that good. Uh, the mayor's uh, personal service and other expenses was about 238000 if my eyes are working, right? And you'll see what we spent against that. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, we're, we're going to be in the black, when it's all rolled up. And so um, I want to give the citizens some kind of positive feeling. There's no willy-nilly activity happening here. There's nothing, nothing untowards being done. Nobody's profiteering off the city of Methuen. Um, and sometimes I worry when we have the political games discussions that people get lost. Come here. Ask questions. If you ask a question, we'll answer it, right? Uh, you know, people who, who, who don't like me aren't going to like me any better, right? But this is transparency, right? This is you being able to look at what your city is spending money on and, and ideally, you know, calling and asking. And I had a, a call from a resident today who, who asked me a couple questions about the discussions last night. Um, you know, why the bond? And I loved it. 
I loved it. I said to him, cost of money is cheap right now. Right? We don't know if we can use the ARPA to pay for some of this capital. Uh, you know, um, a bond was presented to the city council last night. Um, we're not carrying enough debt as a city. We briefed the council on that. For the first time ever, this administration has done for the city a full five-year financial forecast. That's not, hey, we presented to the city council. We have an aggressive capital improvement project um, and plan, and now we're going to execute on it. Right? And uh, in that $9 million, for example, is it $2.4 million for the roof at Comprehensive Grammar School. Right? So we don't have to do that if you don't want to do it. But avoiding these, there's a difference between good debt and bad debt. And good debt is planning for things so that they go wrong. And we had a discussion at budget time about your air conditioner. Mm-hmm. We've got to follow up on that, um, Krista. But I guess my point to the citizens is $9 million, you hear it and it's in your personal life. You say, oh, man, that's a lot of money. And it is. Right? But understand that uh, the people who evaluate us from a fiscal perspective are saying, you, the city of Methuen, are not carrying enough debt. And so we had a very good presentation from the Capital City Council showing what we had to do to build up our debt a little bit to kind of keep our financial ratings strong uh, because that's part of the assessment that happens when they look at a city. So long story short, transparency. Transparency means the truth. Looking at the numbers, asking questions about the numbers. There's no, there's no, you know, and while I'm on it, um, you know, uh, all of all the ballyhoo over the CARES funding and quote-unquote misappropriation, I stand by what I've done, right? I spent $16,000 on candy for Halloween, and I look you in the eye and say, I'd do it again, right? I'd do it again tomorrow because I was at the event with all the counselors, and I saw all the kids who went through and the reaction of the parents who drove them through. A&F declined the expense, and we ended up, after we paid for it originally out of CARES, we took it out of the city's coffers, Right? We, we don't always agree with their rulings, but we live by them because they're the judge and jury. They're looking at everything we've spent. That's a normal part of the process. They're looking at the rental assistance we did. I am A-OK with that, right? And we stand by it. And in the end, you're going to see that, right? So there's nothing to hide from here, and there's no you know, big secret that's going to be unveiled. So if you're waiting for that, you're waiting in vain. Um, and, and, you know, to be constantly attacked by people who, who are doing it for political motivation, uh, it takes them getting used to it. I won't lie to you. Right? Uh, you, you know, that, that's probably the biggest difference, private industry to professional. You, you don't have that in private industry um, where people attack you just for, um, you know, political purposes. But it is what it is. Okay. Um, so let's... let's um, I got a million questions coming. Let, let's transition to the library. My beautiful friends, we got a lot of questions here. Um, I, was, I must have been yapping away. Uh, let's see. Sorry, can't attend the fireworks concert, driving tickets at the Tupelo to say, well, Dawn, have a good time. I'll be thinking of you. Um, and I could tell Mark Boavez, people are answering him, but I can't see what he's saying. Um, uh, okay. Uh, so he must have been saying something about the um, the rain date. We moved to the 10th uh, from the 3rd, not bec- because the firework company, they, they were already booked the 4th. They were already booked the 5th. So we could either do it without fireworks or we could do it with fireworks on the 10th. And so that's 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 why the uh, rain date was the 10th. I vote for fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, a 4th of July thing without the fireworks is kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're going to be great. Um, 
Okay, Mr. Mayor, my wife and I made a trip down to check out the new liquor store at the Loop. I started to cry when I walked in. It was so beautiful. This is definitely a business we're doing. Can be proud of. Thank you, Ed. Um, and I want to tell you, I sat. Uh, uh, Council Fuerto was good enough to kind of send a picture. So when you're out there, uh, July 10th, stop in at the One Stop Liquor Store. Let them know. Right, we're so close to the border. And by the way, let me bring that up. Um, one of the expenses that the ANF has questioned, and they have. Uh, is the mayor made a decision, like many other cities, to refund the licenses for a lot of our uh, small restaurants. And it's about $130,000. And I stand by that decision. We live within um, a cough of New Hampshire who was not shut down as aggressively as Massachusetts. And I'm not, this is not a political, you know, I'm not criticizing the governor. It is what it is, Right. But our job is to help these small businesses so that they want to stay in Methuen, keep them open. Right? So while you're out the loop for the fireworks, go in and see One Stop Liquor. They're great. And, and um, you know, they're having a tough time staffing-wise like a lot of businesses, right? I don't know mm-hmm. if it's impacting the library, but a lot of businesses are having trouble finding employees, Body. right? Yeah. Um, okay. Loft was closed through the fire. Yeah, there was a fire at Olympia. So the loft and the, uh, where we did the vaccines is closed. Um, uh, let's see. Dr. Fauci recommends in states with low vaccination rates, this will get everybody going, everyone should wear a mask regardless of being vaccinated or not. This relates to the high transmission. Um, I don't think masks are in Hampshire. Are low. No, we are. We're, we're at 60-something percent. I think I just showed it. Almost 65 percent. So um, we're doing well, uh, but it's, a, it's an honor system. So if you're not vaccinated, I saw when I came in here to MC Studios, slide said, if you're not vaccinated, put a mask on, please, right? Okay. All right. Let's see. How does the residents see the breakdown of spending? Um, so uh, that's a great question. So, Teresa, we have not put the ARPA spending out there yet. So I want to be clear. So um, we got, and I thank you for bringing them up because I want to do this, and then I want to transition to my good friends here. Uh, we got... And I do want to take credit for a little bit here. I don't normally do this. So we were slated to get $9 million. And your mayor put together a, an aggressive communication package to the governor, to our senators, to our state representatives, saying, how come we're only getting 9 Lawrence is getting 53 And then I compared it to some other small communities in Massachusetts that have been impacted less by COVID. And the federal government and the governor agreed. And the long and short of it is the state... Uh, the governor gave us $26.3 million. And that's in addition to the nine grew to 19. So we're drawing down the 19. We have not spent a nickel of that $45 million. We're not going to spend any of it because I'm not going to put up with the shenanigans around what we went through with the CARES. And, and by the way, for the record, the mayor didn't control what we spent CARES on, right? Uh, he went to the CAFO who went to A&F. Right, and so uh, we got to kind of dispel this that we just kind of spent it on what we want. We established the Methuen Cares program. You probably saw there was a discussion on the taxi cab program last night at City Council. Uh, that taxi cab program is unlicensed. Yes, that is a mistake. Um, so can't we can't have them doing live passengers till they finish their licensing? Uh, but they're delivering food in the meantime. And so that's a state grant that somebody tried to explain. It's a state grant that came through Methuen to this cab company. And if we don't use it all, the money just goes back to the state. 
That's all there is there, right? So that doesn't excuse the fact that, you know, the company's unlicensed, uh, but there are no licensed cab companies in Methuen. Zero. Zero. Um, so uh, you will see the ARPA spending broken down. Uh, we are in the process. The CAFA talked to uh, several audit companies, and we're looking. Uh, one of them that she talked to today is already providing the service for the city of Beverly, and we're interested in having them do the same service for the city of Methuen. So conduit. And I say that because... Um, one of the things that we were hopeful to spend some of the opera money on, I think I said this at council last night, was uh, unaccepted roads. So I don't know if you're aware, but uh, you cannot use chapter, it's illegal to use chapter 90 money to, to pave unaccepted roads. And that leads to frustration for a lot of residents because a lot of times you don't know their roads unaccepted. Um, and I, I use an example, Shirley Avenue, where I used to live in Methuen. There's two sections of Shirley Avenue. One is accepted, one's unaccepted. And the unaccepted is uh, predates the, the accepted one, is longer, straighter, flatter, and you would say, well, it should be easy to pave. Um, it, it is what it is, right? Uh, so ARPA has come back with a ruling saying you can't use monies to pave roads. Okay. Uh, so that's something we learned about uh, last week. We'll put that in the file and kind of move forward from there. Right? Uh, but important for you to understand. All right. So I'm going to go to um, how close are we to hiring a new chief of police? The interviews are started. Uh, the interview team is kicked off. There's nine interviews. I went over that last week on the show. Uh, I would estimate we're about two to three months out, right? And people say, that's too slow. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but it's a, a very important hire, so I want to make sure we, we, we do the right thing here, right? We have 24 applicants as of this date, and they're all going to get interviewed by the nine-member team, and then that will be subbed down. I think I went over this last week to... Um, Five or six getting interviewed one-on-one, face-to-face, and then that will be um, narrowed down to two to three that will be interviewed by the mayor and the acting chief, and then we'll take those two to three to the city council and make a decision. And so we will go as expeditiously as possible. All right. Um, so, ladies, thank you for coming on the show and listening to my long-winded <laughs> blather. Um, always interesting. Always yeah. interesting. Always intriguing, right? You're right. Um, so it's summer. It is. We've got, we've got a fantastic library. Why would we go? The, the mayor's going to the library tomorrow to get his library yes. cut. But uh, what have we got going on? What, what kind of things do we want to talk about? Oh, my goodness. There's so much going on right yeah. now. Um, the children's department and the teen um, departments have so many programs going on. You can check it out on our website. Um, everything from a bilingual story time. That's oh. coming up. Yeah. Yeah, we want to make sure people know about that, too, because there are spaces available in that. A lot of our programs are full yeah. already, um, but um, we really want people to know that we have this bilingual story time. I think the next one is on July 26th. Yes, and at 6 p.m., so at, yeah, after in work. In the evening, so yeah. after work, people yeah. can bring their kids. And um, so we it's a, obviously a Spanish-English um, awesome. bilingual story That's time. Awesome. And it's a, it's really a great program. Yeah. Um, and if you're an English speaker, um, you can come too and, and introduce your kids to Spanish, young children. So um, it isn't just for families who speak Spanish. That's great. Um, you know, it's for everybody. So um, so we want to make sure people know that. Yeah. Um, we have a couple of our big programs are mm-hmm. also... Um, uh, still have some openings. Um, we had a wonderful... I, I actually attended. I took a half an hour... And I attended the Beluga Whales 
virtual program that we had today. We had, I think, about 40 families registered, and we're, it was virtual. So yeah. most of our programs are in person this year. Yeah. But we can't bring the beluga whales up from the Mystic <laughs> Connecticut can. Aquarium. No, no. So we went virtually to visit them. And it was an amazing program where the kids got to to ask questions for the, the the whale trainers and we actually got to see some beluga whales really up close and and um, it was um, amazing. I'm thinking baby beluga right now. Ba- That's what uh, I, was I, I love baby beluga. <laughs> <laughs> we sing that in our books and babies yeah. programs. Um, but the um, but we do have some we have a lot of special programs like that yeah. but mostly in person but we have a couple that still have some openings yeah. and one is Animal Tales on July 27th with uh, a storyteller we've had before Diane Edgecombe she's a wonderful storyteller and she's going to um, talk uh, um, she's going to tell stories uh, about animals um, yeah. uh, for the kids. So, so let me ask you a question, Krista. Mm. Do, do, do people sign up for them in advance on your website? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yes. yes. Uh, they should go to our website, um, and they can click on the calendar of events uh, um, under the events tab. And, uh, and they should register right. because we still are being very careful about having the numbers of people and making sure that they're um, and even actually pre-COVID times, we always ask for registration right. because it, especially if things are indoors, we need to know sure. how many people are coming yeah. for the hall. And we usually have waiting lists uh, for programs that are full. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we encourage people to check and see what is still open. Um, and uh, we don't have registration yet for our end of the summer reading party, but I was allowed by the children's staff <laughs> to announce that we're having a mini golf. Uh, event uh, on August 12th. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're having mini golf, and this sponsored by the Friends of the Library, I might add. And um, uh, so we're uh, allowed to have, um, I think it's a, a, a few hundred people are going to play mini golf. Mm-hmm. People have to actually sign up for like a slot, like you a know, time a particular slot. time slot that Excellent. you come. Yeah. You get to play mini golf out on the grounds, um, and uh, and then there will be, well, I won't make it a surprise. The Kona ice truck will be there, oh. so kids can have a, a free yeah. Kona ice, yeah. and um, so that's very popular. Just kids, adults can't do Just it. Just kids, you can pay, Dang. Mr. Mayor. You can Dang. come and you can pay for <laughs> your Kona oh. ice, oh, but okay. uh, kids will get free uh, Kona. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're excited about these events, and yeah. it's just so yeah. much fun. Well, so you guys do a great yeah. job, and uh, have things, you know. So, pardon my ignorance, but. Have, I would assume things have picked I, I know people were dying to get in there during the pandemic. Have mm-hmm. things picked back up? They are, yeah. yeah. I, I think we, we're getting our door counts. We're getting a couple hundred more people a day. That's great. You know, and it, it's just, it's going up. And it's so wonderful to see everybody yeah. again. It is. It is. Yeah. Without the mask, too, right? I yeah. Because Krista and I, uh, we're, we're TV stars. We <laughs> shot yeah, a commercial yeah. together. <laughs> I actually was mortified when I saw it. But, uh, <laughs> Because she was so great. much better than I. You no, know. You did well, I wore that great. dang, yeah. you know. Well, you pink did have jacket. the pink blazer yeah. on, yeah. <laughs> which so. I thought was eye catching. So. <laughs> um, but um, okay, we got we got questions coming in now for you guys, um, and a lot of them. Um, so here's the first. Uh, during COVID, I was very homesick for my hometown of Methuen. This is Allison Scanlon. Oh. I live in Vermont now, but my parents are much of my family still Methuen. These weekly shows give me a little slice of home oh, when wow. I couldn't visit, physically mass. Thank me. Well, Allison, thank you. 
so next time you're, you're back home, come see us. Yes. You, you can leave Methuen, but Methuen never leaves you. That right? is very true. This is a unique community. That is so, very true. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to... This is, there's a lot going for Methuen, right? I think we, we tend to forget that, right? We get so focused on what's wrong. We don't take time enough to... Oh, we just went completely black there for a minute. <laughs> uh, blackout. Um, we don't focus on... All the good things, like the I library. think we don't mm-hmm. appreciate what we have here I agree. at home yeah. very often. All right, so here comes your questions, ladies. Do you have any movie events for the summer at Nevin's Library? We don't have any movie events, yeah. but kind I don't of know what similar. A movie event is. Well, <laughs> we, uh, we have a great... Sarah runs a program in the winter... We do the um, the Oscar, Oscar movies. nominated oh. movies. Yes, and I really missed it this year, and I know a lot of other people did too. So, hopefully, this year we'll have some good movies we can show this coming January. Well, you have to let me know, Sarah. I'll rent yeah. a tux. When yeah. You do it this well, year. we could put out the red carpet. For you. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So, but I we do we do have um about movie. Yeah, hoopla. We've got hoopla yeah. now. Let's talk about hoopla. It is. I'm really excited about this. Like Krista, Krista knows. <laughs> I I'm, I've been obsessed about this for a couple months now. Yeah. Um, but we just started it on July 1st, and so hoopla uh, is a, an app. Or you can use it on your laptop, and with your library card, you can download instantly ebooks, audiobooks, comic books, movies, TV series, and music. Ooh. And you can download four things a month instantly. There's no wait lists. Wow. Um, and we did this, we added this service because we know a lot of people use OverDrive, and OverDrive is staying. But the wait lists, we, you know, we share that with the whole library consortium in Merrimack Valley. Yeah. And the wait lists have been, got, you know, they've been getting a little bit long. So we wanted to offer something that you can get right now. That's great. Plus, we yeah. wanted to do some movies, I think. Yeah. And, um, that, that is something that we really didn't have access to, was yeah. being able for, for people to be able to see movies. Um, uh, you can come in and get DVDs, of course, but yeah. to stream movies, uh, we didn't really have that. So we re- replaced a, a, a service that we have had for a long time called Freegal, which was very popular with some people. Um, so they may miss it, but um, where they could download music. But we picked up Hoopla, which includes music, but also, uh, and actually has a bigger catalog of music, a, I believe. A bigger catalog. Huge catalog of music. Yeah. Um, and uh, as well as the movies and the audiobooks and that's all great. that stuff. So I'm they, thinking of a marketing program that says, what's all the hoopla about? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's why they named it that. Yeah. 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 But, <laughs> and, and another thing to note is that a lot of the the things that they offer are, come in other languages. Oh. So there's things for children to adults that, um, I know I was looking for audiobooks the other day and I saw it, it was German. Yeah. It was like that's so great. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I actually, uh, you know, I'm going to. I'm watching a program right now on PBS. You know, I'm, I'm a PBS sponsor, and I'm watching this on demand, um, and it's a Danish series, so yeah. it has the um, subtitles. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't even mind it, right? Because I'm so into the program that I, I don't know. It's like a lot of people say I, I don't want to read when I'm watching a movie, right? But I think if you get into a program, you, you kind of like it regardless of whether... You know. Oh, yeah. I love foreign films. So. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and Hoopla has a lot, um, uh, like PBS, the Acorn TV, they have a lot of those TV series, yeah, too. Acorn, yeah. Yeah, yeah I so love that. Yeah. That's great. Will there be a book sale this summer or fall, like before COVID-19? Yes, this fall. All Betcha. Right. Mm-hmm. The, um, I believe it's the third weekend in September. 
Um, and uh, the friends are still working out some of the details, but it will be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Excellent. maybe even Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we'll be back. And we have so many books. So do, do, do you take books to sell, yes, too? Yes, we do. Yeah. I think you know, I'm, I'm sitting here, so I've read a bunch of books, and I just keep them forever. If you right. want to get rid of them, yeah. if you're, say, if the shelves on your bookshelf are yeah. going, <laughs> yeah. and you need to do a little weeding, just yeah. drop them off yeah. over at the library, and we will okay. sell them mm-hmm. and use the money for those programs that the friends That's sponsor. That's great. Do you have any free museum and other activity passes at the Nevins Library? People used to be able to do this at the desk downstairs. Yeah. Still can. You still can. There's not as many as there used to be because yep. COVID... Um, Put a wrinkle on it. Yeah, yeah. So I think the museums are also still trying to figure out how they're going to work their yeah. the programs. But some of the passes are downloadable. Like you can reserve it from home, download it to your phone. Um, you will then need to probably call that museum to get your timed entry. And then just sh- you, you don't need to come into the library to pick up the pass necessarily Excellent. anymore. Excellent. But they're still, they're still there. Yep. Um, so I think I know the answer, but I'll, is the library now fully open up like before COVID-19? Do we still need to wear a mask at the library? No. Uh, no. Yes and, and no. Yes, we are. Yes, in that order. Yes, we are open our regular hours. Yep. 64, mm-hmm. Well, our, uh, we close in the summer yep. uh, on Saturdays yep. um, anyways and have forever um we'd like to change that someday we've talked about that yeah. mm-hmm. um but uh but this year uh we we are closed on saturdays for just until after labor day um so we're open to our regular hours and we don't require masks and like you mentioned there's a, a, yeah. a sign on this door you know if if um if people are unvaccinated, we really want them to wear a mask. Right. Um, our staff is still masking up quite a bit. You have to remember that we have a lot of children in the building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know that, obviously, children under 12 yeah. cannot be vaccinated. So, you know, we ask if people are comfortable. We would love people to wear masks, but we do not require it. Yeah. Good. Good to hear. All right. Let me see. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> you guys are popular. Uh, are you going to have book reading events by authors like before at the library? We hope so. We're trying to plan a few things this fall. Um, we've been we've been kind of slow in booking them, trying to make sure that we don't have to cancel anything. But we've been able to do uh, some virtual uh, events with some authors. This month we've got um, Liv Constantine, who's a thriller writer. Is that tonight? I think that might be tonight, actually. I think it's at 7. Yeah, Yeah. I think it is. I I lose track. Um, But that's actually a pseudonym of two sisters who write write, uh, thrillers. And then Kate White will be um, later this month. She's another uh, prolific thriller writer. Excellent. Excellent. All right, so uh, Bob LeBlanc said, Nevins is a fantastic library. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Mark Conway says you should mention that you can support the Nevins Library when you make purchases from Amazon. A small amount of the purchase yeah. price is donated to a chair of your choice, of which Nevins is one. I didn't know that. That yes. is true. So uh, they haven't. The Amazon has what they call Smile program. Yeah. So if you go into and you you sign in as smile.amazon.com, you come up and and you can choose a charity. And the Friends of the it's actually the Friends of the Library yep. is the charity um, that you can select. So the That's Friends great. of the Nevins Library, 
and uh, and then a portion of your purchase. I really contribute a great deal to the Friends of the Nevis Library through my Amazon yeah, account. Yeah, I'm glad uh, you said that. Yeah. My, my, my husband would tell you that um, <laughs> I spend too much on Amazon. So, um, But really, yes, we should talk about that we, more. Me too, yeah. Uh, because then the, every quarter, I think it is, that the Friends get a check. And again, all that, all, everything the Friends collect goes towards programs and activities at the library. That's good mm-hmm. to hear. That's so, very good to hear. So yeah. I, I'm glad, you know, so thank you for that, Mark. Yeah. Yes, uh, thank you. When I go home, I'm going to switch my, because I, I forget who I've got. I think I, you know, I've got it to another good cause, but yeah. I'd like to. We'd, we'd love it if you ch- change mm-hmm. the Friends yeah. of the Nevins Library. With what I yes. buy on Amazon, Christopher, <laughs> right? Will we do better, we'll even? We'll be building a wing. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did that, but that's okay. <laughs> well, build another one. <laughs> build another one. Um, do you have summer reading lists for kids and adults? We do. There's, um, we have the summer, the school summer reading lists are available on our website. Um, and if you come in looking for the books, we've got yeah. them all printed out. Um, but we also have, I don't think we have anything printed up for adults necessarily, but we have a lot of uh, displays of things that we recommend. Yeah. We have a form that you can fill out on our website of um, what should I read next? Yeah. Grab bag edition is what yeah. we call it. So you fill this out and the librarians will kind of Take a take a look at your preferences, and we will check out like five books for you as a surprise when you come oh, in. That's cool. So, yeah, that's excellent. What a so, great idea! <laughs> and I would like to mention for the school summer reading program, we're really happy this year. We worked very closely with mm-hmm. the superintendent's office uh, and the new assistant superintendent, and we were really pleased. Um, we worked together to to uh, to create the list. Um, and I really think it's a they're good lists for things that kids will really love yeah. to read. Yeah. Um, and uh, because sometimes summer read, you know, required summer reading yeah. can be a, kind of a drag for yeah. kids. Um, but I think we really have some great selections yeah. and a big selection yeah. that kids can choose from. So you can come you, if you don't if you forgot your list or can't find it. We have copies of all, and I might add, it's not just the public schools. We have all the private, local private mm-hmm. schools, both Excellent. grammar schools and high schools. Um, you can come in. We try to stock multiple copies of all of those books. Um, so please come in and 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 take advantage. But the summer reading lists this year are really yeah. good. That's great. Yeah. So I, I'm going to give you, we're, believe it or not, we're five minutes away from wrapping oh up the program. Wow. It goes fast when you oh get my. into it. But uh, I'm going to give you time to think about, give you both a chance to say something here at the end that you want people to know. But I'm going to give you a stumper in the meantime, right? <laughs> so what's the favorite, your, your personal favorite book you've read, each one of you, of all oh time? If you If you spun the wheel, you said... This was the best book I ever read. You realize that's like the worst question to ask I know, a librarian. That's why I asked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one that will make you happy. What is you it? personally happy? It's Killer Angels. Oh yeah, by Michael. Oh Scherer. yeah, Shara. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, that is really one of my favorite books. Yeah. I, again, I, I don't. It's like choosing from your children, Mr. Yeah. Mayor. That's yeah. so unfair a question. But I also well, I, I have tell to them s- all you're my favorite, right? Yeah, well, that's the best <laughs> thing. The yeah, that's why favorite. I only had one child. So yeah, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I have to say, probably for me, the Harry Potter series. Yeah, probably. I, I just, I, you know, I was one of those people that went to the launch parties and. 
totally obsessed yeah. every year when it came out. And I, I got to admit, I read the first four. I think it was the first, first four when my yeah. kids would read them. Yes. Right? As I said, I got to figure out what, because they, right. what are they reading? when they first were coming out, I mean, it was just like Huge. everywhere, right? Huge. Yeah. And my, my kids are now in their, my youngest is 26 and my oldest is 32. They still watch the movies when they're, I, it feels like they're on every weekend. The Harry Potter yeah. movie. Oh, they, they, they were just on this week. They were. <laughs> Cold and Rainy were yes. watching Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, right? and my daughter and I pulled out, uh, we have all the copies on the on our um, uh, bookshelf, and we pulled yeah. them out. We were checking We were checking dialogue. So that's how nerdy we are. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And? Oh, my gosh. You're not going to get off. I, oh, I, you know, there's so many things flowing through my head, so I'm yeah. going to just... Just pick one yeah, that I that I uh, read recently, and that was Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry. Oh, sure, love that book. Yeah, yeah, that was just such a beautiful epic saga out in right. the West, Wild you West. Surprised and, me both of you. That was yeah. good though. <laughs> pretty wide spectrum. Yeah, That's great. it's usually just the last book I read, but I've been reading. <laughs> I read eighty-seven books this year so far. Eighty-seven. Yeah. yeah. God bless. That's great. Sarah, Sarah, actually, it, it, we're very proud of Sarah. She's yeah. on several American Library Association uh, p- judging panels and has been, yeah. um, uh, she has, has really uh, done a lot of great work, um, especially uh, selecting um, prizes for YA fiction. And, and yeah. she's done a great, great yeah. a lot of work on the national level. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Thank Look you. at that. Experts in our midst right there. All right. So uh, I stalled a couple of what what you get off us? We got two minutes left. What is it you want to say, Sarah? We'll start with you. What is it? We I didn't give the mayor didn't shut up long enough for me to say. I want I want to quickly if if they've got the pictures of the quilts. I really want to oh, share yeah, the quilts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the control room had some. I think. Do we have those? Yeah, I, I hope the Kratorum has them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... I remember you mentioned this last time. You were like, yeah. So this is the results of the quilt project, and it was such a, uh, a lovely project. I'm so proud of it. Um, so, th- so people got together and made these quilt squares, and then we had a couple Methuen volunteers put them together. And if we go to the next one, we'll see there's four different oh. quilts. So this one is in our um, right outside the children's room next to the fish tank, and it's all quilt squares done by children. From, That's great. From from Methuen. We had a couple of classrooms from the Tenney School, um, St. Monica's, and the Arlington Neighborhood um, After School Program contributed. So um, so that's one of them. We can go to the next one. This is one. This is on the main level. So this has a mix of children's and adults. Um, contributed quilts but i just i loved all of the thought and the um creativity and because it was wide open we didn't ask for anything in particular and i just loved what people came up with we go to the next one this one's also on the main floor um i'm not sure if you can read it in the middle there the large extra large square has a couple of owls and it says reading is a hoot (laughs) oh that's fantastic and then we have one more and this one's upstairs in the in the um, stairwell up by the reference. Outstanding. So I just I just want to make sure to that. make one quilt, and we ended up having so many squares yeah. contributed during the pandemic that That's we great. did four. That's we did great. four, and I really need to say thank you to Norma Zimmerman and Diane Ayer who um, 
really took it on and put these together, you know, because I don't know the first thing about quilting, yeah. and well, they're that. experts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, you leave that you leave that to the experts, and and they really they did a great fantastic job. Fantastic job, and kudos to you. Those are fantastic. No, thank you. All right, I'm gonna come take a look at them tomorrow when I get my card. Yes, Krista. Uh, all I want to say is I really hope that people come to the library this summer yeah, uh, for whatever. Come to see the quilts. Um, come sit in the garden. You were, you I and I were it. in the garden. Uh, it. yeah. uh, it's we have a lovely children's garden, but it's for everyone. Yeah. Uh, so sit and enjoy a lovely afternoon in the garden, um, and and just come and say hi. We're back. We're better than ever. We're back. Uh, we have so much going on. We're blessed. <laughs> we we are blessed to have both of you. We have a wonderful library. So thank you guys for all you do. I do want to remind you uh, this Saturday night, July tenth, six o'clock. We're at the Loop for fireworks, and I have one more slide to show quickly. Um, the one about the photo- photographers. We got that slide. There you go. So we're looking for um, photos to help us showcase Methuen. So our brand new website I mentioned at the beginning of the program is near completion, and we're asking our local photographers to submit their photographs showcasing Methuen through the years. So um, your submissions can be only of your original work unless the photo is historical. We'll take historical photos too, though, uh, because we want the website to kind of scroll through and show Methuen through the years as people are looking at it rather than some stagnant image um, that you see once and it kind of stays there forever. So the home screen banner is 1950 by 710. The departmental banner is 1950 by 230. Photos of other sizes will be used throughout. If you have any questions, email the submissions to the Chief of Staff, Janet Natali at jdnatale at ci.methuen.ma.us. We want to kind of personalize the website, if you will, and show your favorite pictures of the city of Methuen. Right? And uh, I go back to what our Allison Scanlon said. There's a lot to love about this city. Try not to forget that. Right? Sometimes it can be easy to forget through all the hoopla. Uh, thank you, ladies, for coming on the program today. Thank you for having us. to have uh, terrific people like you as part of our community and a great library. I'm getting my card tomorrow at 4 o'clock. In case you're interested, come on down to the library and get we'll yours. We'll have pictures. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Proof. <laughs> Krista, right? And Krista can also attest to the department uh, budget reviews that happen. Indeed. So, um, uh, uh, Friends of the Library have a fundraiser on July 22nd at Texas Roadhouse. Texas correct? Roadhouse, yep. Yes. Come and have and so dinner and a portion. Of a your portion, meal? yes, one of those dining around things. Yes. You know that's yeah. Texas Roadhouse number one chain. Is it? Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, it's a little fun factoid. Right? Oh, so yeah, we've great. got we've got flyers at the main desk in the li- at the library that you bring you pick I'll it up and pick take it up it. when yeah. I come for my car tomorrow. Awesome. Perfect. All right, thank you, ladies, thank you. and for the rest of you. Uh, God bless you. Hope to see you Saturday night. Just remember, parking will be tight. Uh, you may get um, in the blocked-in parking, so be patient. Um, let's all have a good time. The weather looks fantastic. I'm looking forward to celebrating 4th of July with you on July 10th, as it were. Um, so come on out and have a good time, and we'll see you there. God bless. Stay healthy.